What's good, y'all? It's your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, my number one homeboy, my man, Melo Ace. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What? Really good. My watch is over. Game of Thrones is over. It's over, man. <laughs> Over man, forever, right? Over, done. No, no. Yeah, forever. No forever, sequels, ever. No prequels, no nothing. It's done. Maybe a prequel. I've been hearing some chatter about that, but I wouldn't count on it. Mm-hmm. HBO, you know HBO's not known for that, right? They're not. Yeah, they're not known for. I mean, they have a new owner now. AT and T owns HBO now, so who knows what kind of business thing they may want to like really get some extra bread out of there. But do they really? Why am I not getting a discount on HBO Go then? <laughs> like that's they need to. They do that for Direct yeah, TV. So- Oh, you got AT&T, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, look into that. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's coming. I don't know. Yeah, we need to get that pop in AT&T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. AT&T is good for that, for like discounts and corporate discounts and things like that. So, like my, yeah. co- my company gets a corporate discount. You use you you use the direct TV on AT&T? No, no. I, um, my, when I was choosing streaming services, uh, all my streaming players are kind of like... Uh, they need to update pretty much. I need to buy, buy some new ones. And DirecTV f- now, for some reason, is, I guess, super fast. So mm-hmm. it was like, nah, we ain't, we don't make it for you. got to buy the new version of that Roku, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it don't work for the, like, the Roku you got now? Nah. I don't even think it's avail- available for the Roku I got now. It did the same thing with my Fire Stick. It was like, all right, nigga, time to get the new one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but this PlayStation View works perfectly fine. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, right, I'm upgrading new ones anyway. It's, that was my one of my goals for this year. I'm upgrading some new ones because there's speed. You could tell there's speed, like even PlayStation. Um, there's some speed differences. I, I tried that shit on my PlayStation one time, and that shit was a whole new world. <laughs> I was like, yeah. whoa, ooh, I'm seeing seeing all types of shit, and I felt like I was in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I need to upgrade my streaming players. Yeah, man, what's uh, good with what's you? Ah, uh, life, life, man, life is good. No complaints. Uh couple days away from a birthday uh the big three five you know what i'm saying feel myself growing up yeah <laughs> budgeting different spending money different you know what i'm saying it's uh it's happening man it's happening that my, my uh discomfort challenge still in full effect <laughs> put put myself out of my comfort well, zone a, cu- a couple times this week uh you know what i mean what For was your reason, favorite the- part of the challenge like what have you done so far that's that you're different. like man i'm glad i did that shit even though it was really uncomfortable um I, and this goes with part of growing up. I guess just certain financial, well, not financial, but certain um, purchases I wanted to make by the, by my birthday. Um, I had set out to do them, and I didn't put myself in any type of financial strain because I worked a lot of extra. You know what I mean? So um, whenever overtime was available, I forced myself to go do it. Um, mm-hmm. Even to like one of the days that I went to do it, I had to go straight to like a job interview right after. You know what I mean? And that's big for me. I don't usually do that. I don't usually uh, like add on a, a lot of additional stops on my day you know what i mean and um so i had to take myself out the comfort zone and like fuck it man let's go let's go to this job interview let's go bang that out then I had another one the next morning you know what i mean um so it, it's pushing myself like that one thing i'll say i didn't do great at this week since i was more focused on money this past week and making money and finding new income streams um was i haven't worked out as much so i gotta get back in the gym extra hard this week going to the birthday the right way um no, nah, but other than that, man, everything just you gotta put yourself up. You gotta challenge yourself. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. That whole workout thing. If I don't get it done in the morning, or 
The only way I work, I'm good at working on the evening. If, evening is if I have something scheduled. So like I had a boxing class. Oh, wow. so I got with my, like with a personal trainer this week, and that man, the shit hurt. I love boxing. It's, it's it is the illest workout. I got the utmost respect for these heavyweight motherfuckers. Actually, any class of boxing, you get you got somebody punching you right back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't hit me. We were sparring, but like he had the um like the paddle, so he would hit me to show like to demonstrate like get you know keep your guards up. Yeah. Or after you throw after you throw a punch, bring it back and guard yourself. So, like my back was hurting because you got to pull your punch back. Like you you put it out and you got to pull it right back to you guard to yourself, de- defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, like he kept tagging me, like tagging me. So I had to keep you know pulling them joints back. So the next day, man, my my right arm, because you know the right arm, I'm right handed, so the right arm is further back. So you have it has a longer distance to travel. When yeah. you fully extend it and you throw the punch, you gotta pull it way back to the to the um the chin. position where you guarding yourself. Yeah. And man, my right arm, man, look, I was walking, it looked like I had a stroke because it couldn't swing. <laughs> yo. <laughs> like I was just walking with the the arm, my arm just swinging, kid. I was like, yo, I can't like like it was just dangling. But yeah, man. That's what's up though. That discomfort challenge is is definitely inspiring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anybody out there? It's not no, you know. What I'm saying no crazy challenges. You it's, you write your own rules for it. So do something. You know what you want to do. You know that pretty cashier. You don't ever get the chance to holler at. Holler at. Alone, well, Keith wouldn't. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, not, at. not no damn cashier guy. <laughs> you better be the the, the sales associate, <laughs> the floor manager. What's up with you? What's new with you, man? You said that you had the boxing class. What else? Uh, you had you had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, what's had a birthday a couple weeks ago. And then, uh, yeah, so that was part of it's because I was trying to schedule a boxing class for my birthday because I don't, like, I like, uh, I guess, fulfilling myself on my mm-hmm. birthday. And, what you uh, mean? and so by that, like, I mean masturbate. No, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, what? <laughs> nah, uh, what, what, I mean, what I mean by that is, like, so I don't necessarily like uh, empty pleasures, like partying and stuff and partying could be a you know something fulfilling for some people it wasn't for me but i wanted to learn something so yeah. boxing yeah. i mean the exercise is cool so that's nice that i exercise in the process but what i really like about it is the discipline that that's required so like making sure your hands come back so you know your tendency maybe throw a punch but man that was an amazing punch you put your hands down and get punched in the face right back but like that discipline to keep your hands up so i like that so another thing i've been doing is really going hard at trying to learn a language mm. So right, well, I'm, right now I'm trying to learn two languages, French and Spanish. So I signed up for this app called Tandem, T A N D E M, and basically it's like a social network for people who speak different languages. And you can reach out to someone, like for instance, I speak English. You can reach out to someone in another part of the world who wants to practice their English, and maybe they speak Spanish. I want to practice my Spanish, so I'm like, all right, you help me with my Spanish, and I'll help you with your English. Okay. And you talk to each other. So that's dope. It's weird though, because some people, I think you can't help but want to hook up when you're on a, a platform like that or do something nefarious. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, where's the conversation going? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but literally, you just talk about, you know, you just pre- like a pen pal, like you just asking random stuff. But there's some kind of incentive or motivation behind it because you want to learn how to speak the 
whatever language you're practicing. But some people, you see them taking sexy pics for their profile pic. I'm like, nigga, we just here learning languages. <laughs> just take a straight on, like take a passport photo. That's all you need. Like people there take, getting angles and shit like that. And dudes with their shirt off. They want somewhere to visit when they go on a, uh, their next vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I ain't trying to pay no hotel fees. Or, but yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Just feed my mind. That's what I've been up up to right now. I haven't been reading much. I've just been doing that, learning languages and shit. That's Rosetta good. Stone, Duolingo, uh, Fluent U, Tandem. There's a theme going on with your birthday. So you did karate last year. You did boxing this year. Yeah, uh, getting all the, ready to fuck somebody up next year. All the combat sports. <laughs> <laughs> do MMA next year, and then 2021. I'm, ready, I'm finally ready to take down my opponent. <laughs> you gonna stick with the boxing, or is it was it a one time thing? You gonna stick with it? Nah, I think I'm gonna stick with it. I'm thinking about joining the gym. It's like a boxing gym, or mm-hmm. it's geared towards boxing. So they got a ring and they got standard workout equipment. So like, aside from the ring, the gym isn't all that impressive. Yeah. But um, the fact that they got all the bags and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I'm considering I'm considering doing it. I was uh, I was I found one actually not too far from me and I was like yeah maybe maybe I, I might get that a go I'm trying to get some home equipment I got a um I, I already got a I guess it's kind of like a cardio bag you can't really it's not it's not a heavy bag you can't just wail on it it um it actually like spring loaded so you hit it it's gonna move kind of like a speed mm-hmm. bag kind of um yeah. so I got one of those and the next day I'm gonna buy like a, a heavier one that I could just wail on for therapeutic purposes <laughs> as well as working out. So you about to so you, it's like um weight weight like weighted on the floor and then it's one yeah. of those joints that yeah. like bounce back and forth once you hit it exactly exactly and the one that I want and the next one I want to get is also weighted on the floor so but it's 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 more the bag itself is more heavy duty so it's built to uh, take a, a harder hit whereas uh, this one isn't made for that this one's made for like a more of a cardio workout to keep you moving keep you on your toes and ha- see like keep a moving target like that kind right of right here, so. You're not, because uh, you got that, you got the exercise bike, you're not afraid of your crib just becoming some shit where you start throwing shirts on your boxing equipment, well, draping oh, your pants over the, the handlebars on your, your stationary bike. That is a problem. I, I will, uh, full disclosure, that, that's a problem with the bike. And, and my, I'm, I'm a bachelor, so my bike is in like the most random place in my house, it's like right outside my bedroom, in the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like in the kitchen. So it's like... um. But but no, that is a that is something that I try to stay aware of and not to use it as a hanger. You know what I mean? Like um, one of the motivational speakers I I, I listen to actually says that like your treadmill is turned into like a a dressing room for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You hanging shit on there. But um, with the boxing equipment, which eventually maybe I might move the bike into this place also. I've cleared out my back space. That that was one of my goals for my birthday was I had a back uh porch area. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really using it's, it's it's enclosed, you know what I mean? It's all inside, but I wasn't really using it right. I had a bunch of junk back there. It was messy. So uh, for the past month, I've been clearing stuff out. Um, I moved the desk out of there. I've made a ton of space. I got like just one final big clean and push to do, and it's going to be a lot of clear space in there. Um, my daughter has two bikes. Her, her, you know, she's blessed that her school actually gave her a bike in addition to me buying her one. So I'm about to give one of them to. Uh, Keep one of them over at the babysitter's crib so she can ride bikes over there, ride bikes over here. You know what I mean? She has options, um, and it gives me more space. Um, so once I got everything cleared out, if I think maybe I might I might possibly move the stationary bike back there, um, I want to kind of keep it a lot of like uh, – uh, like you said uh, in, in the last episode we did, you, lo- you don't like clutter. You like clear space kind of. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the goal I want for this. Like I just want to walk back there. I don't want to have to move 500 things just so I can get a workout, and I want to walk, walk in there, start my timer, and get my workout going. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you could also install one of those bike racks where you hang it up, and it's not taking up floor space. 
for the not for the stationery though, right? You, you mean for the no, 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 for oh, your yeah. daughter's yeah, bike, for my daughter's bike. Yeah, well, that's what I might do with the one I keep. Yeah, exactly. But um, the two, nah, then you got a bicycle too, right? I do. It's not back there in that area though. But yeah, I have one. It's it's, it's kind of um, I got an area just to keep it, and I need to start using it to be honest with you more than I have. So maybe I might go bike riding with her this summer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I remember. I think did, did you have one at, at your old crib in Harlem? Like one yeah, of, a, yeah. Well, now my new my new spot it has like a bike area where you could park your bike. But in Harlem, I had a bike rack like it's installed into the the beams in the wall, and you just hang the bike up. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's where I got the inspiration from. Um, of wanting to do that. So what do you do now? What, what do you mean they have a parking? Uh, what do you mean like a, for the whole building? They got a whole place to park. Yeah, bike? for the whole building, there's like a parking like area. Like you bring your bike and there's a bike rack and then you lock it and it's there. It's not. It's, it's like downstairs near the street. Uh. Yeah, semi indoors because it's an indoor garage. Yeah, okay. So it's a car garage, but then there's an area in the corner where you could park your bike. Gotcha. No, yeah, I just didn't want the elements get into it. You know what I mean? Fucking your gears. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. So it's indoor. So yeah, it's tough to park your shit outside. Like, would you would you think of the Game of Thrones? I don't watch it, but um, I I hear things. I heard a lot of people getting mad about water bottles and coffee cups and shit popping up. What did you think about the uh, the end of it? Yeah, you're a heathen, man. You gotta watch that Game of Thrones, man. It's something different. <laughs> if you like the the politics and the and the gaming and all that shit, like let's say The Wire or, or Break, Breaking Bad or whatever, like this is this show is. I'm, I'll be honest. The first two seasons, it was a lot of like sex and stuff, so that kind of attract that intrigued me. It didn't attract me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, the, the, these last two seasons, especially the last season, season eight, was super lazy. Like. Because their plots were so intricate and the characters were so so deep, mm-hmm. and they spent so much time and care in developing these plot lines and these characters and their motivations and their movements throughout this this world. Then in the last season, they were just like doing stuff to to do it. Like it was, it became like a standard show. Like had they not set the bar so high for themselves, maybe like if it were the seasons seven and eight were another show, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh. This is a cool show. I could watch it or whatever, but it was just so simple. It was basic. Yeah, it was basic. It was just like one person said, "Yeah, I'm crazy now." Just started killing people without developing that motivation for killing people. Mm-hmm. Then after they kill people, not having them reckon with that decision to kill people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, then, gotcha. then a, a, one dude who spent an entire season off of the show and and mad episodes off the show, and didn't. And had very few momentous moments mm-hmm. in the show. Becomes the king of the whole world. Mm. It's insane. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just so basic that it. Was, yeah, man. There's some tough action scenes, but then now you have the stuff like the water bottles, mm-hmm. and then the 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 um the coffee cup in the scene. Like in the scene, it takes away from uh, the dopeness of it. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Had it had the internet not existed, I would never notice it. Yeah, but just the fact of knowing that in a show where the the writers and producers and all that stuff really focused, like was so attentive to detail that something like this happens, it's just kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make the show any worse for me, really. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, wow, like how'd y'all let that happen? Yeah. It's weird, like you were telling me I should watch it, it's, and it's funny. I just I just canceled HBO maybe a couple of weeks ago. I I'm planning on cancel, canceling my Hulu membership. I'm just in a weird place with television and entertainment, and I'm not anti. I like a, I shout out to everyone who does have the time for it and everything. I just I don't know. I'm, I'm what I'm doing. 
I just I don't I guess music is a replacement for me. You know what I mean? I'm using music a lot to um work on the radio show. This podcast is a huge uh entertainment source for me, even though it's, it's kind of work. You know what I mean? It's still something that I uh put my energy towards. So kind of like I feel like I'm I should be doing something. I should be doing something else rather than watching TV. But I know when football season comes back around, I'll definitely you know say put some time aside and uh for that. But yeah, it's, it's I'm in a weird place with television right now. Meaning that you don't watch it or you don't care to watch it. I don't like have a show that I watch. Yeah, I don't have a set show that I watch. Like I was talking to somebody and they were like, "Oh, do you watch Power?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm like th- f- three seasons behind." You know what I mean? I'm watching it uh, at my own pace, and I took a little break from it because it was just kind of getting like I, I I I like shows like that, but if I'm watching too many dramas and shit like that, I kind of need a comedy once in a while to just balance my mood out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a little break from it and shit like that, but now nah, I don't have like a show that I'm a I'm dedicated to or nothing like that. Like I just now um, Game of Thrones well, Game of Thrones was dope because it's a moment that everyone was sharing. Like no, not no one, but no one cool watches like is binging it and be like, yeah, I'm in on season three while we're now on season eight. Like people yeah, are watching exactly. it week to week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like part of it was being part of the conversation, being on Twitter, being on um, a podcast. Texting your friends or being at the water cooler at work, like, yo, man, that show is crazy. Sansa, man, she bad as hell. All that type of stuff. Yeah, I got, yeah, exactly. Keeping up with it, yeah. But yeah, one thing that I have been keeping up with watching is um, the NBA playoffs. I think because it's easy for me to still get work done, I can still work on um, the mm-hmm. podcast and just have it on mute in the background and watch it. My radio show, same thing like that. Um, so I- I've actually been keeping up with that. I've noticed your boy Drake been out here acting the damn donkey. <laughs> Man, courtside, uh, Toronto Raptors. Look like they might. <laughs> they look Toronto Raptors look like they might make it to the finals. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, they got one more game to go. So uh, yeah, man. You know I mean, let's see if they could get yeah. past the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but Drake, you know, he's, he's their number one fan. He's some type of ambassador for the Toronto Raptors as well, and he has courtside seats, and he he definitely makes sure you know he's at the game. <laughs> Man. he's Yo, he gets ridiculous. I I don't know, man. I get. I suppose he put Toronto on his back. You know what I'm saying? Like Vince Carter ain't ever done shit for Toronto in his time there, so I guess he gets away with shit. And you know, part of it is Nick Nurse doesn't look like a dude, except for that one for that one press conference he had when he had the, the customized hat. But typically, he doesn't look like a dude who could who would retaliate if you step across the line. So Drake <laughs> probably thought he was that dude. To go ahead and massage because he won't do nothing. I'm like, security don't do nothing. Like, dude pretty much stepped into the court, the field of play and touched his shoulders and molesting a coach. Yeah. (laughs) Playful massage way. Like, Nick Nurse had PTSD and just turned around and swung on him. (laughs) Yo, ridiculous. But along, other than, other than touching the, 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 the coach of the team that he roots for, he's, uh, he's like, he walks along the court side. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't ever see anybody really doing that. He walks on the courts like he's a coach. <laughs> Talking yeah. shit to players. Yep. Uh, he, I think he had an altercation with Kendrick Perkins what, a couple years ago, correct? Uh, uh, I don't know that for a fact, but that sounds about right. Yeah. So, it, uh, people, yeah, some people don't got the time for it, man. And um, the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that they're playing against, uh, went as far as to say there's no place for Drake's courtside behavior. Um, which, you know, Drake don't care. <laughs> oh, Nick, Nur- Nick Nurse said that? No, Mike Budenholzer, the Bucks coach. Oh, the Bucks coach. Okay, yeah. okay. No, nah, Nick Nurse, like, keep on all, keep all showing up, nigga. Word. <laughs> I like the company. 
But um, yeah, he, he like I said, he touched Nick Nurse on the shoulder, which I don't think we've ever seen somebody touch a coach like that before. That was just strange, man. <laughs> um, and the daughter of the Milwaukee Bucks owner, uh, Wes Evans, Wes Eddins, is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the uh, owners. His daughter, Mallory uh, Edens or Edens, I'm not sure how they pronounce it. I'll say Edens. Um, uh, she sat next to. Aaron Rodgers, who's also uh, a minority owner in the Milwaukee Bucks, and she wore a Pusha T T-shirt <laughs> as a way to like troll Drake, um, because I don't think she listens to much Pusha T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she doesn't look like the type, but uh, yeah, definitely Drake. Drake uh noticed it and responded by following her on Instagram and actually making her his profile pic. Uh, taking a picture. Pusha T. Mal- no, he bit Mallory Edens. Uh, he made a picture. He made her his pro. Drake made her his profile pic. Oh, okay. Wait, but, Mallory is Aaron Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. I don't. No, I don't think so. But they kind of sitting kind of close to each other. <laughs> okay, but I don't think so. No, Aaron Rodgers. I don't. Is, is he, I don't think he's still with Danica. Right? That that flopped. I don't know. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, don't I have no up. idea who he's with, man. <laughs> well, he's doing well though. He's doing well for himself. I mean, he had. A, uh, he was with um, Mun Nun. Elizabeth, Olivia, uh, Olivia Nunn, right? Olivia Munn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. you know, Danica Patrick. Yeah, yeah. If, so if he him, is man. with uh, Mally uh, Edens, he's, I'm sure she's a billionaire <laughs> or mm. daughter of a billionaire, so he's doing well for himself. And then he, he got a, he was in an episode of Game of Thrones. He was, right? I didn't. I, I saw that mentioned. What did he play? What was his role? It was like an extra. It was an extra part. Like, he didn't have no lines or nothing, but he was he was in there. I think Noah Syndergaard was in the episode. So okay. uh, not not this season, but so was uh, Ed Sheeran. Was was uh, he actually had lines? But you just, oh, but you was easy to recognize that it was Aaron Rodgers. No, it wasn't easy at all. Like he oh. was definitely like a background, <laughs> like to the point where people are debating which scene was his. Like they know that he was in it. Yeah. But like this, like it's such a blur. Like he it would be like hit just his face behind something. Another scene that they might think is him is somebody's running real fast, so you can't get a good focus on them. Okay, gotcha. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know if they're gonna calm Drake down. I'm surprised Adam Silver, the NBA, hasn't stepped in, or if they have, they've done it behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised at. Like no one steps in because like it's definitely he line stepping, habitual line stepper. And it's like not that he's done anything wrong, but then what happens when something does happen? Everyone's gonna be like, well, why didn't you say nothing before? You empowered him to do that. You made him think he has a because he has a club, a nightclub in the arena. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah, man. But uh, it's Drake. I, I can't hate on it either. I, I shit. <laughs> if I was Drake, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Listen, man. He's excited. Yeah, got to got to celebrate them victories. Yeah, got a nightclub in a in a stadium. Then you get to massage the coach. That's just how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> leave it all. We leave with the cheerleaders. Do what you want, man. Shit. Word. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yo. You know what? Past this uh, week, I believe it was uh, the twenty third. Let me double check the Google's. But I think it was uh, Notorious uh, B.I.G.'s birthday this uh, this past week. Okay. Um, and one thing I never liked was how people like always made a big deal out of March 9th. Um, I'd rather celebrate his birthday. You know what I'm saying? Rather than the the oh it was May twenty first excuse me May twenty first um people celebrate his that but they celebrate that March 9th more than they do I like to celebrate his birthday you know what I mean yeah and I won't lie to you I never knew his birthday the March 9th I definitely know the greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th yeah 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 it's something I, I'm noticing as time has been going on that people have been making a, uh, more of a bigger deal on his birthday I seen um Instagram posts I know that a couple radio DJs were dedicating they set to him I'm sure Mr C 
who always uh, shows out for Biggie. Definitely probably did something for him. So um, it just made me think, though. Like, you know, the memory lives on. Biggie still, his legacy still lives on. You know what I mean? Um, shit, I don't even, I'm trying to think. Like, what my favorite Notorious B.I.G. song. There's so many. But uh, Story to Tell is a great one. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Warning. I remember for first time hearing Warning. It, didn't, it doesn't sound like a typical song you hear played on the radio. Because, like, uh, the hook only plays, like, really, like, one time. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but uh, I remember that was a big deal when that song was used to play. Yeah, was Warning was humongous, man. And the video was dope. Like, that, like, if you think back at that time, the, the video, like, the, the cinematics that they had in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Puff has a lot to do with shit like that because he's a, he's a very ambitious guy. When it comes to entertainment, yeah, but uh, man, that it was just dope, man. Got the shot of him waking up, eating cereal and shit. Like it was just extra dope. Yeah, yeah. and it's like a continuation from um, not one more chance. It was a continuation from um, cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby, baby. Oh, uh, that shit, Big Papa. Yeah, I love it when they call me Big Papa. Yeah, they, they continued on. That was a cool video too. So it continued mm-hmm. straight on from that video. Um. Had had Shorty from the Craig Mac flavor in your ear video on the bed with Biggie. He was yeah. doing he was doing his thing, man. That was Biggie's. And when you think about how young he was, bro, that he was just doing it like that. He don't even because I mean he didn't we make it to twenty five. Yeah, we were super young, so you know he seemed like old old. You know what I mean, like grown man, and he was yeah. just a, a big figure anyway. But yeah, just a young dude that just had that big of an influence on the entire generation of rap music. You know what I mean? West Coast, East Coast, everybody worldwide, down south. You know what I mean? Word. So, like, um, definitely hope we continue celebrating Biggie's birthday, May 21st. Um, and just keep the legacy alive, man. Brooklyn stand up. Um, and it, may, it takes me to, like, the new generation now when you when you see what's going on with uh, Little Nas X. And, and people don't know what, what to think of Little Nas X. Is he a rapper? Uh, is he a country star? Nobody wants to claim him. <laughs> but everyone bumps the song. It's the biggest song out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. <laughs> that song was huge, man. The video is very dope. Got some some big cameos in there. Is there and, the, I've never even seen the video. The one I seen was like some like Red Dead Redemption uh, like fan user videos. So I mean, I got to check the video out. Yeah, that's the original. Like that's how he kind of blew up and he went viral with that. But now he shot oh, a okay. video. Ha Ha Davis is in there. Chris Rock. Is it? I got to check this out. Yeah. Also, the the Red Dead Redemption shit is Little Nas X. Like he put that out himself. Yeah, that was yeah he did that like that was the, the video or whatever. Okay, because he like now the, he, he has a real video with um the Garth Brooks version. And by the way, he bought Garth Brooks a car. Wait, as a gift Garth Brooks him. or Billy Ray Cyrus? I don't know. I'll be honest with you, they all the same to me. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Garth Brooks version. He, he was with Toby Keith. It was one of them niggas, man. <laughs> one of them country western motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> one of them six six ass niggas. Yeah, man, like. <laughs> That that dude is. Uh, I, I appreciate what he's doing, man. I hope he could ride this wave for as long as he can. He got the, the Wrangler endorsement. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is bringing some haters. Like, well, first they didn't. They took his his song. His song was originally on the country charts. In addition to all the other charts that he was um, killing, but they uh, Billboard disqualified that song from the country charts for yeah. not embracing enough elements of today's country music. Which it could, you know, I mean, it could be argued that maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, or it's just a theme, you know what I mean? Um, right. But whatever it is, you can't stop it. But now he's, um, Wrangler has announced that they wanted to uh, have a partnership with him. They, they, the song is big. They like it. He shouts out Wrangler in the song. 
Um, and they're like, all right, let's do this, man. Let's 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 get these ads prop. Let's do some type of partnership together. And that's not far fetched. I mean, I, I believe Converse and Wiz Khalifa have done stuff in the past. Uh, Drake has something going with Jordan. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Tra- Travis Scott has the Nike um, stuff going on as well. He just dropped the Cactus Jacks. Um, so it's it's uh it's not far fetched, not different at all. But but people, I guess fans of Wrangler <laughs> out there uh have 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 commented and and tweeted things such as uh this makes me not want to buy Wrangler jeans anymore. Uh, to mm-hmm. be honest, the country spirit is nothing to be made fun of. Um, somebody named Logan Waldron wrote Wrangler is my favorite pant, and you just had to go and ruin it with Old Town Road, which I don't understand how that stops you from liking the pants, <laughs> but uh. Can't believe at Wrangler stooped to that level. Stop trying to conform and stay loyal to your roots. And somebody else wrote, uh, what a bunch of sellouts. Keep taking the con- the cowboy out of country. Um, but Wrangler, is Wrangler the one that... that uh, Brett Favre, man. He's yeah. in good company. I was going to say, it's Brett, Brett Favre, Favre <laughs> Drew Brees, Drew and Brees Lil Nas right? X. <laughs> hey, bro, that's a... That's season tickets to New Orleans games, man. Fuck it. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, listen. Uh... Listen, like Wrangler, they're looking around. They're like, "Listen, man, we need to expand our customer base." Like, come on now, like you got Brett Favre, Drew Brees, two All Lives Matter ass dudes, right? <laughs> you you got to mix it up. You got to get somebody. Like, even Levi's looks is pretty jazzy, and Levi's roots is in that same kind of heritage of of uh, frontiers people, like mm-hmm. gold dig gold digger. They got the horses actual on the gold diggers, logo. like diggers of gold, huh? Yeah, don't they got horses on the Levi logo on the jeans? Like two I have horses no going, idea. Going but I, I do know that it's like its base is in like you know that type of thing. So Wrangler, I guess Wrangler stayed in that in that heritage mm-hmm. over the time, and maybe they're trying to expand a little bit because it's denim. So you could make a nice pair of denim that that people can wear in cities and stuff like that. But you know what this is about, man. Like it's yeah. like, oh, so somebody else is joining the club. Exactly. Nobody said shit about uh, Brett Favre and Drew Brees. I don't. I mean, not that there's much to say about them, but Lil Nas X made a rap song that got real hot. I don't and know. Like that's what you're mad at. I could be wrong. I don't know fashion like that. But Lee jeans don't seem that far off from Wrangler. You know, what I mean, Lee might be maybe a slightly more expensive, a couple dollars more, if anything. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. But they didn't have an issue with Chance the Rapper also becoming having a because he has a deal with Lee, right? Lee Jeans, um, and they had the whole you know Buddy Lee, so they kind of market to the same kind of brand. Tough jeans, these jeans are built to last. Um, but I think it's more like you said, it's like it's because it's this dude, Little Nas X, who's made a ton of money off of a country style song. You know what I mean? And and. Now, now I look at it from the other side. If that was like a a white dude and he took Eminem did Fubu, I'm trying to think what Eminem could do that like, oh Lupe Fiasco. Remember Lupe Fiasco with the skateboard shit? Like skateboarders was tight about that, which I don't yeah, understand. They were, they were tight about like Lupe and um, uh, Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which Pharrell obviously skateboards. It's in his name, right? Skateboard P. But I yeah. guess Lupe wasn't that big into it like that. He's you know he has homeboys. That that did it, and that was your song he dedicated to them. But why would you get mad at somebody like like it's not like Lupe was cult, that's what they looked at is as cultural appropriation, and that's what I've heard that term used for Little Nas X. So I, I guess I kind of could see where it comes from. I I don't have a certain subculture that I I uh, subscribe to. You know what I mean? Um, I guess maybe if somebody 
DJing would be my thing. And if maybe somebody was coming out and you knew this person couldn't really DJ, I, nah, I'm not, I can't even say I don't even care about that. I don't really don't care. Like, I don't care if Wiz Khalifa becomes a DJ. And makes some people care, though. Money. Yeah. Some people care. Like, uh, for instance, like I was at a wedding and there was this wedding DJ. Uh-huh. Um, actually, he DJed my wedding and then he went ahead and DJ. Then we went to a friend who got his information and he DJed her wedding, too. Okay. And... His equipment was nice and all that stuff. And, and this girl who I guess she DJs, she was like, yeah, like his equipment is cool, but he can't be like, he's not even good at juggling or whatever, or whatever the hell, I don't know what the DJ term, mixing or fading or whatever the fuck it is. Blending. Like She's like, oh, well, but he can't do that. Like kind of being a purist about it. Yeah. Well, no, then that, that is true. I, um, I definitely like, like my homeboy DJ show is a very talented DJ, you know, show he's a very talented DJ and he'll go somewhere and he'll let you know that this nigga's trash. <laughs> like, right. but I don't. Th- but he's also a successful DJ, so I don't think Show is hating necessarily. Like he's just like, I, I don't find this entertaining. Which which might have been just what you- what that girl was doing also. But it- but it comes across as hate. You know what I mean? Because of course, right. as this person got the gig and this person's making a ton of money off of this, and they're not even doing it to the purest form. He's not doing it like Grandmaster Flash was doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like he's not doing it like Red Alert. It's like, come on, whatever. Like, remember, I, like, remember b- before hip hop became like hip hop was mainstream f- for probably a lot of our youth, but not to the level it is now. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a dude who was you may have listened to his mixtapes or whatever it is, and then they make some pop song. You're like, man, I don't fuck with him anymore because whatever. It's like when maybe when Nas made Uchi Wally, like a lot of people are like, yeah, where, where the old Nas at, man? I, I ain't feeling this, like that type of thing. Yeah. And it could be like that. Like some people, especially if you're a subculture, like you're not necessarily mainstream, then people, you know, they you're a purist about it. And I would imagine country. I mean, I don't know much about country music, but I I wonder what their sentiment towards Taylor Swift is because now she's a pop artist and she. I don't know if she was ever a country or a true country star, but from what I get, that was her introduction to like her fame was going through that country. Wait, says I, I remember I used to work with like girls that listen to country music, and uh, they were like, they, they, I heard them say things like that, like she don't make the country songs she used to make no more, like you know what I mean? I oh, so like, they like they losing that love for her because she's not, she kind of went away from her roots and became pop. In one aspect, like they still like her music, but when it comes to country, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't put her in the in the country. Gotcha. Okay. Like, well, they still like a yeah. Like yeah. it's similar to that. Like when you have your your counterculture or your subculture, like you're like, oh well, they sold out. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Yeah. Shout out to Lil Nas X, man. Keep doing your thing. I. It's gonna be extremely difficult to have a follow up song to something that's this this incredibly you know what I mean successful. But definitely keep it going, man. You did it once, you could do it twice, bro. So, you know, you know. you know why it's so hard because this, the hype is not just about the quality of the song, which, to, in my opinion, it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. It was also about all the stuff around it, like the cultural aspects of it, and the the fact that it's a black dude sing, singing about uh, what I guess is country type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. And then the, the whole controversy with it being on the country charts and then mm-hmm. being taken off. And yeah. then Billy Ray Cyrus or, or whoever got on the on the track. Mm-hmm. So and, and it came from nowhere. It's like now you're expecting something. You know what I mean? Right. Then it now came from nowhere. So yeah. that that's a scary recipe. Like that's a that whole the one hit wonder thing, like it it has the symptoms of a one hit wonder. That's why I was mad when he bought Billy Ray Cyrus a, a car. You could have bought him like a 
I don't know what's it. I don't know what rich people like. I guess a vase or something like a watch. He could have bought him a watch. Exactly. Yeah. I think he bought him a pretty nice car too. Was, was it a car or, or was it a pickup truck? <laughs> like, what is Billy Ray Cyrus into? I don't know. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. a motor vehicle. <laughs> oh man! Shout out Little Nas X. I got to check that video out because I want to see it. You said uh, Ha Ha Davis in there, so that's my, that's the dude right there. He said that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you never said Chris Rock too, and I'm like, oh, I got to see Ha Ha. So you know how old Chris Rock is. Ha Ha's blowing up. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you got to take a left turn right here, and uh, you know we like to deal with all types of issues, serious. Uh, hilarious, all types of things, but I, mean, I, I gotta just personally say, what in the fuck is Alabama doing? What is going down <laughs> in Alabama? You know, what I mean, shout out to the Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, Alabama football team, but that's where the love ends. That's where it stops. <laughs> what is going on in Alabama? Uh, where their I mean, governor, liberal plicker out there, <laughs> K. Ivy. Um, is the governor, uh, I believe, uh, she signed an abortion ban bill into law where now it is now, a now it is punishable. It's a felony punishable up to 99 years in prison to perform an abortion at any stage of pregnancy. Um, abortions are only allowed if they are serious health risks to the mother and there are no exceptions for rape or incest, which is crazy, but Alabama's not alone. 20 other States have uh, recently introduced or enacted abortion laws. Uh, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Ohio uh, have signed heartbeat abortion um, bans into law. Um, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, have filed a federal lawsuit uh, over Alabama's uh, near-total abortion ban. Um, And... I could be wrong, but I believe this law is unenforceable because of something known as Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, what's so the what they're trying to do is put it into the the um the court of the well the court of the court like they're trying to put it to the Supreme Court because they know that they're going to be challenged on it. Yeah, but they 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 feel that because of Trump's appointments, he has had two appointments so far. They they feel good about that they can. Through this litigation in the Supreme Court, they can like negate Roe v. Wade, mm. and then banning a, abortion could be the law of the land. Which is it's just nuts, bro. That is like crazy, like that. And I'm not uh, what's I don't, what, what's the opposite of pro life or well, pro choice, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, mean, I guess I'm more pro choice than anything. I'm not telling women out there to just get abortions. Because they had made a bad decision or, you know what I mean, because you didn't wear protection. But it's still her body. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the woman's right to choose, right? Right? It's like, yeah. I don't, from what, I, what I've always thought of it as, and any moral implications that you may have on that, that's that's for her to deal with, with, with who her moral authority is. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. I, I personally, I, I, you know what I mean? I'm a father. Um, I've been in a relationship where, where, you know what I mean? Um, we've had abortion, an abortion. Um, it's something I regret. It's something I don't think I would ever do again. But however, I'm not gonna tell another. I'm not gonna tell a woman that, whose situation is different from mine that she should not be allowed to. You know what I mean? She should have the same right to choose as everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hate politics. You know why? Because the argument is it's either you're killing a person or you're pretty much screwing someone over if they got raped and impregnated and it's they're like well, not even that serious between. though not even that just it could be just a regular consensual sex and it's just she doesn't she didn't 
protect herself or he didn't protect himself and now the baby's coming out of it. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, but the argument politically is always. Oh, I got what well, you're saying. The extremes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. politically. In reality, people, like when they poll, like people, most people feel like yeah, it should be allowed, but like let's not get willy nilly with it. There should be some restrictions on it. Yeah. So now they're putting out this band to band it all together and it was a bunch of white dudes who kind of legis- like legislated it and then a woman governor signed it and then you have all that other stuff going on in the other states. That's the crazy thing. It's like, and that's why I'm, I'm pro-choice, but you know me, I'm moderate as hell. Like mm-hmm. when you look at my political profile, like on paper, mm-hmm. like it, it might look like a suburban white woman who's into <laughs> black guys. Like if you just look at my political <laughs> beliefs, you know, it's like if you if somebody just gave you a piece of paper, like I listed out all my political beliefs and just gave it to you, and you'd be like, "Yo, you gotta guess who this person is." And I'm like, "All right, well, this must be Rachel Ray." I'm like, nope, it's Keith. <laughs> and that's and, and I, that's how I feel. I, I I feel I'm right in the middle. I feel like it should be a choice, but there should be some some you know restrictions or stipulations attached to it. For instance, counseling. So, for instance, I, I've heard about a rule where. You have to inform the woman of stuff like um, maybe how big the child is at that point or what stage of their de- development the fetus is. Mm-hmm. Or um, I hear some people say you got to listen to the heartbeat. Another one I heard is just be- making them aware of like the emotional like the emotional stress that you can have after, like that the, the feelings of loss that you may have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And all these things are the truth. However, some of them, some of these rules have malicious, malicious motives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope that we could scare them into not having the abortion. And I, 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 I like some of the stuff I just listed, but yeah. I don't think it should be used to, to freak someone out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know if you've ever been to the doctor and noticed they hand you a bunch of papers, but all right, this is this form and this is, you keep this, this is the HIPAA thing. Mm-hmm. And you, Chances are you never read the HIPAA thing, and not in yeah, not in full, yeah, not in full. Like, what's this? Oh, well, do I? Does it mean I owe money? Nah, all right, fuck it, rip, rip. <laughs> I think it should be something like that. You know what I'm saying? Not so obscured where you might as well not give it at all, but at least have them know what the being aware of the decision that you're making, but not to freak them out. Just but making sure that they're more conscientious about what's about to happen or the decision they're about to make. Whether it's, well, these are some other options that you have to abortion or like just giving them the, the full context instead of saying, well, you know, because some people, they may walk into an abortion pretty cavalier, like, yeah, this is an option for me, so therefore I will take it to make life easier. But it doesn't necessarily mean, well, it could mean life will be easier, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know what I'm saying? It may yeah, make life easier, but it doesn't make mean that this will be easy. Exactly. Yeah. And right. psychologically there there are effects like you mentioned. I, I um some of the stuff you mentioned, I I can see the point of it. Um it with it not being nefarious. And like you said, some of it might be for nefarious reasons to scare somebody off. But um it, I definitely my opinion changed of abortion after uh, you know, being in a relationship where where I had one because I always viewed it the same way you kinda like view a a, a procedure being done, like a medical procedure. And and you know what I mean? Someone uses the term an extraction or somebody uses, you know what I mean? A root canal where you're like, I don't exactly know what the doctor's doing. I know you're going there for something to get something, you know what I mean? Getting something fixed. And that's, that's kind of what the term would use. And I see like 
what those things that you listed, like listening to the heartbeat, knowing exactly how far along you size, it makes it less of a quote unquote procedure and make it, it makes it actually a life decision. You know what I mean? And um, with all that being said, though, I still think, you know, I mean, a woman should be able to choose how it is done. And and religiously, uh, you know, what I mean, per, me personally, I don't I don't I'd, I'd prefer if people didn't do it. You know, what I mean, but however, I'm not going to tell somebody what they should do. There's a lot of things I prefer people didn't do with their own lives. You know, what I mean, <laughs> however, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to impart my views on them. And and um, I'll still give them the right if you want to go out and be a dickhead and, and do something to somebody that's your right to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, they justified so many things with the Bible, but and that's a, that's a lot of people like they or whatever yeah. religious text that they down there they justified slavery. Religious saying like with the Bible. Yeah, they justify guns with the Bible. And they like abortion, nah, bro. Bible said don't do that shit. Uh, Same sex marriage, nah, bro. Don't do that shit. Well, that's a lot of people's uh, argument against religion, like that is used to control people. Rather than be as something that you use to worship or, you know, what I mean, get enjoyment from that, right. you know, people use it to set laws upon you and, and, and argue and to each his own. Everyone has their opinions on it. Um, I can see over history how it has been used in that in that purpose. You know what I mean? So um, and, and this might be another example of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, I'm saying that even though um, if I was a woman, I wouldn't necessarily had an abortion unless there were some extenuating circumstances such as maybe rape or incest you know what i mean right yeah, so um no it's uh it's 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 a sticky situation i'm sure it's gonna be at the top of the uh news headlines as we get closer and closer to the 2020 election and definitely in coming months but it's just definitely hold your head out there ladies and 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 you know what i mean fight voice your opinions let them know how you feel you know what I mean? Um, whether you're in support or against this, you know what I mean? You it, it affects you more than anybody else, so let them know. Votes matter, and not voting matters also. Word up. Has consequences. Stop voting for Harambe, people. <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shit, how do we segue from that? <laughs> I don't think there's a good way, so let's just... we That was, you know, a serious thing, so let's go. Let's talk a happy story. Let's talk about, you know... It's, it's, it's that season, Keith. It's May. We're going into June. So a lot of college graduations right now. We're about to get into the high school and junior high school graduations. My daughter's graduating from uh, preschool next month. So looking forward to that. It's exciting. Yeah, big things to come. You know what I mean? Uh, kindergarten. So um, at the Morris. Morris. What the fuck? At the Morehouse College uh, Damn, commencement. Damn, son. You mispronounce everything black. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. At the Maurice <laughs> College. <laughs> no, at the uh, Morehouse College commencement, um, historically black, uh, HBCU, all-male school. There was a uh, commencement speaker, billionaire Robert F. Smith, a brother, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, uh, came out there and surprised everyone, including the president of uh, Morehouse, um, by letting the entire, what is it, 400 students that were graduating uh, know that he will be uh, paying off their student loan debt, pretty much. He yeah, will uh, class create, of 2019. Yeah, he's going to create a grant to pay off their student loans. Uh, this is estimated value of about forty million dollars, <laughs> making it the single highest individual donation ever to a HBCU. And uh, that's what's up. <laughs> and I, I'll be honest with you, I had no idea who Robert Smith was before that. And mm-hmm. I, I think he liked it that way. My man yeah. was in, he just in a crazy investor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
He's, it's big, man. It's big. Because financially, like the 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 accumulation of wealth in amongst African Americans, like the history of this country, just time after time, generation after generation, has blocked it. Whether it's um nowadays, it's all this this uh, implicit racism and the whole law enforcement stuff, and that includes college debt. Before it was not letting people. Like some of these social programs, like giving, uh, getting people the houses and mm-hmm. FHA loans and all this type of stuff. Like black people just they literally were not allowed to do it on certain property deeds. It was like, man, don't put no niggas in here. So like they, so there were black people who had the money to get houses, especially through these programs that may give you some relief on your interest rate or may say you don't need a big down payment. Black people couldn't get that stuff. And then when they did get a house, they would have higher interest rates because that's just how they were getting done. So when you think about how financially, economically, like black people are and were getting held back, like this right here is huge because black people can't take certain prof- professions because the the cost of college is just so much they can't afford to say, well, I'm going to be, I want to be a teacher or I want to be a social worker or whatever. So now you got to take some, you, you have to be a nurse or you have to, which are noble professions, but not everyone wants to do that shit. Mm-hmm. You're saying like historically kind of limited, uh, socioeconomic status kind of limited what the choices were for professions? Correct. So yeah, exactly. And the socioeconomic status was was imposed by the society, by the mm-hmm. society, by the government by the American people. So something like this where he says, all right, I'm going to relieve, you know, how many, how much you have a graduate's here. I'm going to relieve you of your debt so that you can go ahead and have one less burden holding on your back, holding you down so that you could just push forward. Well, what he said, I think he said, I'm going to give your future some fuel. He used something like that. Like I'm a turbocharger or something like that. Okay. And that's literally what he's doing. Cause like not to have the debt is so huge. It's it's such a such a huge thing, like for you to to just go forward, where you can now, you know, when you get into your thirties or you get married or whatever it is you, you're about to do, you can buy a property because you're like, well, that's one less monthly payment I have, so I could put that money into saving, or I could put that money into a house, or investing, or opening a business. Like just just so the 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 ceiling gets so much higher when you take that debt off your back. You know what I'm saying? The ceiling yeah. gets higher and you could jump higher just because you're lighter. There's no, there's not that that weight and burden of debt on your back holding you down. And especially with black men, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Shout out to Robert Smith, man. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a 56-year-old man. He went to Cornell University and got a master in business for, uh, from Columbia University. Um, he's the founder of, uh, Vista Equity Partners, um, his PE firm, which manages more than 46 billion in assets from pension funds and other institutional investors, buys major stakes in software, data, and technology companies. Uh, Forbes estimates he is, uh, worth about 5 billion and, uh, his company has, uh, annualized rate of return of 22%, which, uh, is, is a pretty big number from what i from what i understand right shout out so, to wikipedia there it up because <laughs> i'd have no idea who robert smith well, yeah, I would know. as soon as you said a pe firm i was like man who, who what you reading that from <laughs> so, you know real talk i would not know um anything other than the fact that he's married to what a playboy playmate because that's what instagram chose to tell me 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But without doing my own research, I would have no idea, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the point of of, of that that Wikipedia entry was pretty much like he's he's done better than many other people or most of the other people in his industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just all the African Americans in industry, African Americans in his industry, but the people in his industry. Twenty two percent annualized rate of return is crazy. Like. If you do 10, like, you're pretty good. Like, you're like, yeah, that guy's smart. He got 10% annualized rate of return, but he's doing 22, and that's insane. Yeah. So, shout out Robert Smith. Shout out to those graduates, man. Best of luck. Make smart decisions. You know what I mean? Like, he has turbocharged your future, whether you know it or not. Um, And, and definitely, I'm sure there's millions of people worldwide that will tell you, <laughs> like, how how much of a burden, find, uh, sorry, student loans are on their life, so... Definitely make the most out of it, y'all, and I hope to hope you hope pay it forward. You know what I mean? Hope you're able to open doors for um, other individuals as as you grow. So shout out to uh, Robert F. Smith, man, and Morehouse College graduates. Uh, before we get up out of here, man, uh, something came to my attention yesterday. Shit, like Tony Robbins, fucking uh, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, apparently- giant. <laughs> he's kind of literal like a giant. giant that's not no <laughs> metaphor he is kind of a giant right um the buzzfeed has, has, has released an article stating that um he's being accused of a couple of me too violations from employees and uh audience members of of conferences he's had in the past and also a video has surfaced from about 20 years ago where he's repeatedly using the n-word have you seen the video keith I have not seen the video, but I could imagine what that video looks like. It, um, you didn't need to tell me. I didn't need to see no video to know that Tony Robbins used the N word. And you know what? I don't feel any worse about him. It's not. It's, well, I'll say it's not like Hulk Hogan's video using the N word. <laughs> it's definitely not like What's that. It like? Um, he's he's trying to make a point. He's actually talking to a room full of black people. Okay. And um, he's saying that he's telling a story of um, I guess someone here he's coached in the past that was African American, and um. He's telling the dude, he's like, if you get upset and get violent or get a reaction every time a white person calls you a nigger, then you're going to be a slave to that person because they're going to be able to control your emotions, which is true, in my opinion. Like, you know, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I, I believe that if, if you let any word, not whether it's the N-word or not, get a automatic reaction out of you, that person now controls your behavior and how you can behave. Um, and he used the, he used the N-word because he wanted to get a reaction out of the people that were in the room. He he even pointed out. He's like, see that, see that, see that reaction you just had just now? He's like, that's what I didn't want this gentleman to get. I didn't want a white man saying that word to get that reaction out of um somebody because now it's it's you're you're now a slave to his words. You're now a slave to what he wants you to feel like. That's why he used the word to get that out of you. You know what I mean? Um Do you know what year this this uh, video is in? Uh I believe they said it was about it's old. It looks grainy. He's wearing a tank top, like a Richard Simmons looking tank top. <laughs> so uh, let me see if, it, if I can find that. Yeah, I mean, all right, let's just stipulate that it's before 95, let's say. I mean, okay. yeah, maybe his words weren't artful, but we know what he was, you know, we understand what he's trying to do. I ain't mad at it. Nah, it was in the 80s. It says in the 1980s. I don't know if they, they might not have the exact year, but it was, it was uh, from the 1980s and it looks like it based on the uh, graininess of the video. Right. Um, but no, I, I'm not offended at all. I don't get offended by that word. I've always 
Thought I get super- terribly offended. I ain't gonna lie. I, I get horribly offended. But I under. But it's all in context. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Exactly. That's, well, why that's, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. That's yeah. where I was going with it. Like I read a book uh, called Nigger. Um, actually, I think I when I was in like high school, and it, it speaks about stuff like that. But I always um had, I always took. Uh, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I always thought it was kind of corny to. You ever be around a bunch of black people and they'll hear a white person use the word, but they're not using it with the hard ER. They're not using it to even mean that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe they're reciting Wu-Tang lyrics or something like that, right? Uh, or anybody that, you know, any rapper they heard Jay-Z lyrics, but they're not editing themselves. They're using the word. And somebody would get mad about that. And to me, I always thought that was kind of like, you get mad at somebody saying that, but then you'd get somebody use the, the hard ER. You, you know what I mean? You wouldn't necessarily try to punk them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it's like a, a it's like a whole different situation. Like you could think of the context of it. Did that person say it to make you feel like that? Did that person try to get the reaction out of you? And to like bring this video up from Tony uh, from twenty years ago, it's because they know it's clickbait. They know people are gonna read headlines, and that's what they're gonna see as opposed to necessarily reading the video. Oh, sorry, seeing the video. So um, I'm about you said you you took the words out of my mouth. You said it perfectly, bro. It's about context. It's about what you're going for. And th- did you think that's what the video was like before I described it to you? Nah. But how, uh, how, how did you take it as? Like him nah, I thought he was offensively. I, th- I thought he, yeah, I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was doing a straight up Kramer. The, the shit when Kramer went nuts <laughs> in the comedy club. Michael Nigger. He's a nigger. <laughs> I thought he was giving a seminar. <laughs> that was a cool black dude is heckling him or something. Like, that's a nigger. Get that thing out of here. And then go back to his regular shit. Like, yeah, so, uh, you know, you got to do your thing and <laughs> get your motivation up and, and invest in stock. And I, and I think that's what certain people, not to say that's what BuzzFeed was going for, but I think when certain people. That's what they were going articles, for, man. BuzzFeed, Buzz, the, the very essence of their, their beginnings were clickbait. Like, that's what got them to where they are. Yeah. And I think I, buzz. I felt like that by the way that they worded the original. Um, the original article that I had seen, I was like, something about the way they worded that doesn't make me think that it was a Kramer situation. You know what I mean? Um, let's see if I can find the original headline. But yeah, I felt like that was that's what they were going for. Like, um, and I was like, all right. And, and just because I know how motivational speakers sometimes can just try to get a reaction out of people, that um, I definitely, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been, I would have been surprised if it was a Kramer situation. You know what I mean? Right. Um, let me see. Can I see the original? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, oh, Tony Robbins was filmed using racial racial slurs. Uh, footage shows self help guru using the N word repeatedly and describing how he responded to a um a skeptical participant. So like just the way that they worded that, um, I was kind of like, eh, what you mean? Like you know what I mean? I felt like they would have used different words if it was a Kramer situation. So, um, but. With that also being said, Tony Robbins is also facing some other issues <laughs> other than this N-word video popping up. Um, there are also, I guess for lack of a better term, some Me Too violations to uh, that he's he's facing right now. Damn, um, Tony Robbins is violating all kinds of hashtags. <laughs> it's insane. Black Lives Matter, Me Too. Um, which one was on them? They said one... Oh, two assistants are claiming that he uh, they were forced to be in the same room with him while he showered or was naked. Uh, one of them claims, you know, he would call call you into the bathroom with him. Hey, come here. I need you to make a note of something. Um, this lady didn't want her name uh, to be used. She claimed that he 
once came out of the bathroom and dropped his towel in front of her in a hotel room. She ran out in tears, um, but never said anything before because she didn't want to. Uh, she she didn't she didn't want the retaliation uh, that could come from it. Uh, Kimberly Stokes is another assistant. Uh, she was a living assistant, um, and when she was twenty two, she claimed that he once walked into her bathroom while she was showering and dropped his towel, <laughs> which is wild. Um, she says that he exposed himself to her, even though she had um rejected his advances. Um. Another woman who attended one of his seminars in Hawaii in 1990 alleges that during the event, he grabbed her hand towards his genitals and groped her breasts. Um, another woman alleges that he sexually harassed her at an event in Ohio. Um, he told her that she was driving him crazy and he hugged her, kissed her and touched her breasts. A fourth accuser <laughs> um, said that she was uh, interviewed for a job to be a personal assistant. Um, in around 2001, when she was in her early 20s, during the interview, Robbins asked, how do you feel about nudity? Um, she told uh, Lucy Galvez that she would be working in close quarters with him and his girlfriend at the time, and that they may be naked from time to time. Um, she thought the interview was sexually inappropriate, almost predatory, and it felt like getting interviewed for sexual threesomes as opposed to an assistance job. Um yeah, and, and and Robbins has uh, responded, you know what I mean, in his own words. Um, more so than anything, saying that he feels like this is a smear campaign by BuzzFeed. Um, but it, it, you got to deal with this, right? That's that's the reality of the world that we live in today, that true or false, you someone can bring up allegations from years ago, and now that's your reality, right? Until you can prove differently. Yeah. Um, what I will say... Not to get off the subject, Tony Robbins, but I remember Morgan Freeman was dealing with like his 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 name was on the cover of a, a newspaper for some Me Too, and I don't think that stopped him from getting roles or jobs. Maybe at the time it did, you know. What I mean, sometimes when you're working with somebody, they cannot want to work with you. Um, but he seems to have come back from it. You know, what I mean, like he's in a new Travolta uh, movie. I think as I saw on Netflix, and um, he's done other roles as well. But um, you were telling me about a gentleman that that uh, plays on the shy. Um, and he has a Netflix uh, movie that was coming up, which he's been taken off of. His agent has dropped him as well. And the shy is saying that he won't return for next season because of uh, sexual assault um, or sexual harassment claims. Yep. Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. You I like the lead up, man. That was a lot of uh, fucking tension. What's the, what's the word? Uh, suspense. <laughs> you read the whole story without seeing who it was. You were like, yeah, this nigga's is that. He's born in 1987. Yeah, <laughs> this nigga went to Howard. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. This dude, this dude's harassing chicks on set. That's crazy. Well, it's multiple women, right? That have said this, that have claimed something about him. Yeah, I don't have names and details, but I know his co-star. I can't remember her name right now, but um, she plays his girlfriend on The Shy, mm-hmm. and also I think she was in. Straight out of Compton said like he gets he he gets kind of weird like you know sexually harassing her and to the point where her fiance had to come on set on the shy just to make sure everything was kosher. Oh damn, yeah. So like that, that well now that's affected him right. He's it's gonna be a while so he's bounces back and oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean he, he lost his part on the shy. His management yeah. company dropped him. He had a, a cool Netflix gig and who knows some shit called Desperado and. uh yeah, man, he was on his way up, so I, he's not, in my opinion, like, he's not famous enough where he just could lay low for a while, maybe settle some cases, and then just bounce right back like nothing happened. Yeah. He he needs to work. Like, he's not, I don't, 
you know, depending on what kind of shit he bought with all his money, like, I don't know that he's good enough to just be out there without a job. Like, everyone dropped him. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no goddamn job. That's crazy. So, um... He's yeah, not man, facing any any legal ramifications at the moment, right? But definitely lost all his professional um, things that he had going for him, which is, which I don't know if it's true or false. We don't know. You know, it's allegations. I don't know what, it, it, when it's multiple people saying the same thing about you, it, you know, the court of uh, public opinion tends to sway towards that direction. But it's like in this day and age, if it is true, like, dog, you seeing all these other people go down for it. What makes you think that you're exempt? You know what I mean? Yeah. What makes you think so? Imagine if Martin was out like right now, or if Twitter was out when Martin uh, was oh, yeah. out, man, he would have got <laughs> crazy hashtagged in season four. Hell yeah, bro. And Martin was on that ooh-wee. <laughs> yeah, so he was acting a donkey, man, out there, bro. But yeah, yeah man. It's, that's, it's crazy. But, but what I will say is um, the fact that people, like, and if this is true um, about this young man that you you mentioned, um, the f- it could be a psychological thing, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you can't be, I mean, so these gentlemen are, are, are Harvey Weinstein. Um, this, he heard of Bill Cosby's allegations before in the past. Matt Lauer knew shit was popping, you know what I'm saying, when when he was doing what he was doing. And he knew of people getting in trouble for it, whether it was before the B2 era or not. He He's heard of people getting in trouble for stuff like that in the workplace, you know what I mean? And is, he still chose that I'm exempt from this. I'm still going to do this, you know what I mean? And that it, it it could just be a psychological power thing that you don't believe that women are turning you down or that you're offending them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it, it could, and it could be not even just be a powerful thing. Not like not that powerful men are doing it. It could be men worldwide. We just don't realize that our advances are making day to day lives for women in the workplace uncomfortable. Um. Yo, women are constantly in. Uh, comedians have said this, like they're just constantly at risk. Like you didn't like when they're walking down the street. Yeah, or for dick nine like ten times a day. Well th- yeah, well that and just like just to get robbed or beat up or or whatever from yeah. men and women. Like when I'm walking in the street, like I'm like at a twenty five percent level of risk from dudes that might be bigger than me. And then I, you know, chances are I could beat most women in a fight. But the women are like constantly in danger. So the other day I was walking and this this wild lady, man, she was bugged out. Like she was in her right mind. I was about to jaywalk. She said, I ain't going to let you jaywalk. And she stood in the middle of traffic, blocking traffic to make sure I didn't jaywalk. You and personally just talking Yeah, you? me. Oh, wow. Just me. Targeting <laughs> me. And I'm like, after I was doing mad calculations, I was like, all right, where's the cops? No cops around. I was like, would I be able to win in a fight? I'm like, is it is me fighting this lady worth me not jaywalking because she's crazy? So I went to the crosswalk. She followed me to the crosswalk. Oh, damn. Hashtag why, why me? Yeah, <laughs> hashtag why me. But I thought about it. I was like, man, women just walk around like that. Like I was I was in a weird situation for you know maybe five minutes. It felt like forever, but it was like five minutes. And like women just walk around with that kind of thing. That just might happen to them whenever, for whether it be a woman or a, a guy. What was the? What, what, how did that? How'd you get out of that? Like she just I walked to the crosswalk. And she followed me all the way to the crosswalk, and I walked across the street. And then she, she was talking some stuff, and I just kept walking. But oh, I was, okay. I was, uh, I kept my eye on her because I was like, if I kick in her kneecap, <laughs> I, I can't get arrested for that, right? I don't know. I don't know the law. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, bro. Man. I, I yeah. really felt in danger though. It was crazy. No, and to your point, you're saying that women face that 
much they more face than we that. Did. They face that on a yeah. regular basis. That was just the one time for this year that I'll probably face it. But yeah, women, exactly. like, just that kind of thing happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you add that type of fear to this person now wants to get some type of sexual advance from you or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, or they, they want to make a sexual advance towards you, I should say. Now it adds a whole nother element to it. Like, do I say something about this? Are they going to retaliate? Is this person my boss? Is this person my coworker? Do they know more people here than I do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For years, for years, uh, women in New York City have been telling me guys have been pulling their dicks out on the train. And I'm like, no, they're not. It's impossible. You're joking. Maybe you, you didn't see their dick, right? And then now that they have camera phones everywhere and people are taking pictures of guys just whipping their dick out on the train. And I'm like, wow, did you know that people have been whipping their dicks out on the train and women are like, I've been telling you, motherfucker, like, why weren't you listening? So it's like shit like that. Apparently dudes are pulling out their dicks like hotcakes nowadays. <laughs> no, literally like hotcakes. No, but yo, no, I, I, and it sounded far fetched to me because I've never, I've never seen it. I've heard of it happening. I'm just, oh, that's that's an urban, urban legend. <laughs> that's that's homeless Charlie. Yeah, homeless, <laughs> yeah, but nah, like right, Dix is out on a train. It's insane. James on his way to work. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tony Robbins definitely uh, hold your head if if you are what you say is true. You know what I mean, and uh, hopefully the truth comes to light. If not, you know what I mean, then you got to pay the price. Uh, like Jason Mitchell, you know what I mean? And uh definitely everybody out there, behave yourself. That's all we, that's all I can say. I don't even, I don't even know who's right, who's wrong, who's lying, who's telling the truth. Just behave yourself and then maybe you'll be maybe you'll be good for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> maybe the truth will come to light, man. But that's another episode in the books, Keith. We are getting older and older. You know what I mean? I'm 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 embracing my mid thirties. <laughs> we are getting there. I remember when we started this podcast, I was a a, a young buck, fruitful age of thirty three. <laughs> you know what I mean And now I'm about to Embrace on 35 So life is changing man um, But I still got the same Social media man But more importantly Where can they find you at On social media brother Instagram Me and my Underscore 35 Check that out man The page is blowing up This boy is damn near Professional photographer He got a nice phone Pictures look crisp <laughs> You know what I mean He's got a, a Beautiful family So check him out He's doing the damn thing um, You can check me out On Instagram I go by the name of Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-Z-Y. You could also check me out on Twitter at DJ Playboy. You can listen to the Perfect Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Podcoin app. Shout out to y'all. Get paid to listen to podcasts. And SoundCloud, of course. Of course. Um, but you can follow us on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Also, I, DJ Playboy, have a massive, massive radio show I do on the Mixcloud app and on Mixcloud.com. Uh, you can follow DJ Plicka Playboy um, and look for The Night Shift, hosted by DJ Playboy, where I do the damn thing. Just dropped a new episode, so make sure you check that out. Uh, po- uh, sorry, website on the way. Uh, we'll, as soon as that's on, on and popping, we will let y'all know. Um, we just going to keep doing this for y'all, man. Hopefully y'all enjoying it. And if you are, please leave a review. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Give us a rating. That helps. And shit. I think that's about it, right, though? Yeah. Yeah, man. We up out of here, man. Say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Peace. Happy Memorial Day, too. <laughs>